0: Merry Christmas to you. I was uh, sitting singing with you, and this little boy had his ears plugged with his fingers. And he was asking his mom, Why is everybody so loud? <laughs> well, it's because Jesus is born, and we're very excited about that. Would you tell somebody around you how excited you are that the Lord has come for us? Go ahead and do that. Welcome, greet people. Tell them Merry Christmas. I have a um, couple dear friends, ministry partners here, who are going to lead us in prayer of just rejoicing of God's great gift to us. Srikanthi, you want to lead us, please, brother? Thanks.
1: Let's pray. A gracious Heavenly Father praise and thank you, Lord, for giving us this wonderful opportunity to rejoice together as a body of believers. Thank you, Father, for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, into this world. Mm-hmm. And we really, really, really are encouraged and blessed with that. And thank you for our salvation, Father. And thank you for taking over all the sins of this world. And thank you. And thank you, Jesus, for everything that you've done on the cross. In Jesus' name.
0: Yeah, go ahead, Alice.
1: Dear Heavenly Father, Father God, you are so great, Father, that we can come together today to celebrate your birth father come as a family united together and to see people and to love people lord father god you gave your son to us we thank you that you gave everything to us father and so father god we give you all of our life to you lord you are first in our life no matter what happens Before we open presents, before we celebrate and have dinner and feast together, Lord, we worship you together today, Father, and we give you everything, for you are our God, our Son, and we love you so much, Father, and you are first in our light, so Father God, we in turn share that light unto those people that are hurting, that are angry in this world, Father, May we shine your light. May we show your love and your, and your forgiveness and restore and bring people back to your kingdom, Father. Thank you that you are God, that we can celebrate today. We love you, and we pray this in your son, Christ Jesus. Amen.
0: Father, um, so good to just proclaim that, um, our awe of what you've done for us. And we're just so grateful that you, the holy God, would come in the flesh to address our brokenness, our hurt, our wounding. And that had always been a part of your plan. We're just humbled by it. Thank you. And we rejoice in you today. And all God's people said, amen. You may be seated. It's really good to be with family, with you guys this This morning, this good morning, and uh, celebrate this awe-inducing gift. I don't know about you, but um, I've got a few Christmas cards and messages and letters and texts and stuff. Anybody have a few of those? Probably a lot of you. And sometimes, you know, in the wash of all the things that you get coming, the information you come, you just kind of blow off some of those cards. You, You just check the picture to see if people are, you know, what they're, how they're, becoming more aged and all that stuff, or their family's growing, and you're catching up with all the details, and, and you're not really catching all the things that people are saying. But one of them stood out. Yesterday, I was uh, a me- one of my friend's old, longtime friend uh, sent me a message, and I actually read it through the whole message, and it, something he said caught me. I just wanted to quote a little bit from my friend, and he said this, uh, what kind of child is this that draws us in? If we're honest, we do not know. Now, my friend that's writing this has been a follower of Jesus for a long time. And um, we've gone through different seasons of life together. We know each other well. And I thought, well, that's really interesting he's writing this. And then he says this. We're not very good at understanding the ways of God. We try, sometimes very hard. And we create narratives, theologies, doctrines, and stories to explain what we believe to be true. But in the end, it's about this child, this small, vulnerable, humble, gentle baby. It's a mystery, isn't it? It's a fascinating mystery, what God did. And he had a plan from the very beginning, from ancient days. If you were with us last night, we took a look at some of those prophecies in a really creative way, and I just want to thank those people that were involved, and thanks, Pastor Nate, for leading us. Really appreciate that. Um, And we're going to dive a little deeper into just one of those texts this morning, briefly. If you have your Bible, I want you to open it up to the book of Micah, and we'll look at Micah chapter 5, just a few of the verses there. I think it's found in page 770-something, so if you're... Got one of those that's provided for you, or if you're doing it the easier way on your phone or whatever you brought, um, you can just mic a five and it's, it's easy to get to. Now, God is the master, as many of us have been discovering in life, of giving hints. Sometimes we're not really good at getting the hints that God has been giving to us, but He's really great at repeating the message and continuing to give us hints. And Scripture, actually, in the Bible, is filled with these hints through people and through events that happen, through national celebrations that Israel um, celebrated every year annually, pictures that God was giving of what was going to happen, and through prophets who actually wrote hundreds of years before. Micah is writing these words 700 years before the birth of Christ. And a little bit of his context is, that he was part of the southern kingdom, the southern part of Israel proper that was called Judah, the two tribes in the south. And the the northern ten tribes had been conquered by Assyria, a, a really vicious power that had come and laid waste to Israel. And he's writing in the midst of really troubling times and he's talking about why this has happened in the book of Micah and that God was not out of control. And then in Micah chapter 5, he gives us a little hint that this was all part of God's planning. Some of you are great planners. You have been planning for this day. You've been planning for the gifts that you were going to give. Perhaps you've already given them out. Some of you have planned about the people that were going to be at your house or the house you're going to go to. Maybe even the details of what you're going to eat. Some of you have been planning this for months, right? Who are the planners among us? Raise your hand. Honestly, you're a planner. Yes, honey, I know you are. My wife, some of you know, is an expert planner. She's an organizer. She's thought about the day, you know, months in advance, and we're all just along for the ride, right, boys? That's us. That's what we do. She's got to plan the details. Well, here's the deal. God is the master planner. From the very beginning, from before time, God knew about us. He knew that we would be at heart choosing wrong things, being rebels, being separated from God. And he was not satisfied with that. Though he gave us free choice to choose and knew the consequences of that, he was not satisfied that we'd be divorced from him. He longed for you and for me to have a great relationship with him. But that wasn't going to happen on our own, with our own stuff. So as many of you know the story God planned. He planned out the details and he kept giving hints throughout the centuries of how he was going to pull it off. How he was going to bring his son so that Cindy could have a relationship with God. So that you could have a relationship with God and I could have a relationship with God even though we were separated. He was going to come in the flesh. Well, that's Hard to imagine, very difficult to even think about the consequences of that and how God would pull that out. So he writes this prophecy through Micah. And apparently, most Jews knew about it even 700 years later. Because if you know the story, the wise men show up, and they're wondering about the Messiah. Where's the Messiah supposed to come? And even though the Jews had missed it, that is, that he had already been born and they had missed Christmas, the first Christmas, when the wise men finally show up and they ask, all the religious scholars, they think about it, and they immediately turn to this passage in Micah. This is what Matthew tells us as he records it. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it's written by the prophet. And then they quoted from Micah 5. They quoted because they realized it was part of God's plan, even though they hadn't figured out God's plan. And these are the words that the chief priests and scribes quoted to the Magi that Micah had written 500 years before to describe, or 700 years before to describe this little one that was going to be born. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathath, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth from me one who was to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. Therefore, he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the, to the people of Israel. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord and the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure, for now, he, um, for, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. Now, for those of you who know the hints in the Old Testament, there are a lot of them. They're sprinkled throughout the texts of the scripture, um, both all the way through up until the book of Psalms, and throughout the book of Psalms, and then the prophets, Isaiah especially, has got so many great hints to us. And then this word that Micah writes, and there's some things I want to point out about it. So if you don't know, uh, Bethlehem, uh, the, the word actually means house of bread. Interesting, isn't it? And he uses the, the old word for it too when he says Bethlehem Ephrathath, which is the area of fruitfulness, and it was a a fruitful area. But when you think about how God does his hints for us, it's really fascinating, right, that Jesus uses all these metaphors about fruitfulness, and then he says of himself, I am the bread of life. Micah is writing these words not knowing any of the implication, but just writing it because God has prompted him to write these things. And he says, that this is from ancient days. That God has had this plan from the very beginning. Now, from the very beginning of human history. But those of us who have read and know a little bit more about the Bible, it's from beyond that. Beyond time. That God has had this, this agenda for you, for Owen, for me. To draw us into a relationship with God. And he speaks of a return of God's people. That they would all be together. He's not just talking about Israel now. He's talking about all people. For the good news of Jesus, we're told, is for all people. That's good news for me because I'm not ethnically Jewish. It's not good news for most of us here. I mean, it is great news for most of us here, right? That God would have this from ancient days, this return of people who are wandering far away from him that would actually run back and embrace a relationship with God. I have no idea about your life this last year. Here's what I know. Most of us struggled. Many of us here in this room were wrestling with our relationship with God and what that looked like, what that could mean for us, how it could really make a difference for us. And Jesus came so that you would return to a place of health and wholeness, to a place where you could be intimate with God, that you would be free of shame and guilt. You could be free. That's his great desire in, his, in this return that he had had planned. And he speaks in this text of Micah about this unique shepherd, that he would do it in God's strength and the majesty of God's name. It was a unique shepherd that God was drawing in this little one that was to come as a Messiah. And it would point to God's greatness, to the ends of the earth, this plan for all the nations. And then he ends the prophecy, this part of the prophecy, with that little phrase at the very beginning of verse 5. Of course, in Hebrew, there's not verse divisions, right? Okay, so. And he says this about him, and he shall be their peace. And the word he uses is not just an absence of warfare. It involves actually tranquility or peace that comes from knowing who you are and where you come from, and what God's plan is for you. It involves not the prosperity that's from an accumulation of material possessions, but from a grateful, thankful spirit. Just a spirit that's in awe of what God would do to draw you in a relationship with him. It knows that God is a great gift giver, and it just is thankful for that. And that's where I'd like to challenge you this morning. We don't really understand so well who God is, although he's given us his word so that he would be known. And we're not really very great at the whole giving thanks to God. I know we gave an offering, and perhaps some of you were super generous, and that's great. But we're not really very good at articulating our thanks to God well. So this morning, we're going to encourage you, to grow in that. Right in the um, front of you, and the pew racks in front of you, are little cards. It's got a little present thing on it. You see that? Grab one of those, and if your neighbor hasn't seen one, make sure you have it. I'm not sure that we have one for everybody, but um, if you're in a group, like in a family, or as a couple, that's great. We've got a little project for you this morning. Once want you to do it. If you came as a single, that's great too. You can do it by yourself, but if you came related to somebody... Love for you to do this together. Um, in just a few minutes, we're going to sing another song, and I'm going to have you come and bring an offering to God and just lay it here at the manger. So, you're going to just bring your card up, but I'd like you to take some time to think, to be creative right now in church, and just to write out what you're grateful for this Christmas in the Lord. And I don't want you to talk about things, I don't talk about material possessions, but about who he is and what he's doing with you and in you and in your family. Okay, so grab one of those cards. Hopefully there's pencils and you've got writing utensils around you. If you don't have one, just raise your hand and we'll get some to you. And we'd like you to take a little moment together with family right now and start writing on that card. And then in just a few seconds, um, we're going to Present an offering to the Lord. We're going to sing a couple of Christmas songs, and while we do it, you can come up and give your offering. Is that clear? Is everybody clear? So perhaps maybe you just came with a couple friends. That's great. You could do it together. Or if you want to do it by yourself and tell that person next to you, I want to do my own, that's fine too. Great. We're writing out our gratitude for who God is, what He's done for us, and then we're going to express our thanks. Okay? Go ahead and feel free to be a little noisier if you need to with family and friends as you get creative. All right? Go. I hope you're being creative. Great. In just a moment, Harry's going to lead us. And um, as we sing these songs, you feel free. And when you've taken time and been thoughtful and you can write it down, you can bring your offering up to the Lord. That would be great. And um, let me say this as we uh, turn this ship this direction. If you came this morning and you're just hearing things and you've been experiencing things this Christmas and you realize that you are not in a good place with the Lord God who has given his son to you, I'd sure love to talk with you. Um, I'm sure the person who brought you would love to talk to you about that. There'll be people here right afterwards who would love to pray with you. And we'll just hang out if you'd like and have a conversation about that. Pray for you, okay? Thanks.
1: Thank you for listening
0: to the Bridges Community Church Sermon Podcast. Bridges Community Church is located in the San Francisco Bay Area in Fremont, California. To know more about Bridges Community Church, please go to our website at bridgescc.org.